The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. There was once a rabbi who went with his brother, a religious man, to go out in the middle of the sticks in Israel. They go to Dimona and his, his brother is going to buy an apartment. And they sit down and who, who's selling this apartment? It's four brothers who got the apartment as a Yerusha. They inherited it from their mom or from their dad. And they were selling the apartment together. So it's complicated because it, was a, it, would, it came to them uh, as an inheritance. Everyone needed to sign. They needed to go to the lawyer. Every document needed to sign by four people. The tabo from here till tomorrow. It's balagan. Yalla balagan. They're signing papers for an hour, for two hours. So the rabbi's sitting there with his, with his uh, brother. And they, signed, they, so they started talking to these guys. Hey, what's your name? What do you do? First guy says, I sell falafel from a cart on the street. Second guy, what does he do? Nagmonit. Third brother, what does he do? He's a carpenter. Fourth brother, they ask him, what do you do? He says, I'm an, uh, an officer in the Air Force. Now you have to understand, in Israel, where everyone goes through the army, you're kind of classified who you are by what you did in the army. Like, how good were you? How, what position did you get? Because the army recognizes talent, brains, you know, and they promote people. If you're in the Air Force, Bichlal, it means that you're a very chashuv guy. It means that they think, they think highly of you. So the rabbi, he's looking at three brothers. How does making falafel? This guy's a, uh, he drives a taxi. The next guy is, I mean, all good, wonderful, honest business. But like they say in Israel, Amcha. You know, run in the mill, salt of the earth, regular guys. And one guy is an overachiever. So he looks at one of them and he says, what's going on over here? Why is it that you came, that this is something that you've done, and the other guy, and the other three of them, like, you know, didn't, how come, what was the difference? You all came from the same house. And the brother, the oldest brother says, or the brother that was, I don't know if he was oldest, the brother who was a pilot says, he says, listen, he goes, it's true we all came from the same house. It's true. He says, but I was always someone that dreamed of doing bigger things. My whole life, I always, from the time I was a kid, I thought of things that I wanted to do, things I wanted to achieve. I set for myself goals. I challenged myself. My brothers, you know, and he looked at them, he goes, Zenachon? You know, other guy, he liked to have a coffee and a cigarette. The other guy, coffee and a cigarette. Other guy, coffee and a cigarette. Had that sitting there in the gym. You know, he's running, he's staying in the best shape that he can. He's taking extra courses after school. He's doing, he was always a go-getter, always trying to set big uh, dreams and big goals for himself. So he said, so that's what happened in life too. Anyway, the rabbi listens to the story. He says, oh, very interesting. He thought, you know, what an interesting musar. You know? So the rabbi files it away. He says, wow, what an interesting family here. What an interesting story. And he thinks, you know, one day I have to speak about this. I got to tell the people the difference between someone who lives with a dream and someone who lives with a coffee and a cigarette. Anyway, rabbi very quickly forgets the story. He goes back to the yeshiva, he's teaching, weeks go by, months go by, years go by. And then one day, the rabbi feels in the yeshiva, they need a pep talk. So he gathers all the boys in the dining room, and he's giving them a pep talk, and he says, all of a sudden, 
He remembers this exact story. Falls in his head out of nowhere. He's like, oh, they're perfect. This is what I'm going to talk about. He starts talking to the boys. He says, look, guys, nobody is doing anything wrong. Everybody's here in yeshiva. They're all studying. Everyone's learning Torah. All praying. He says, but are you praying with a coffee and a cigarette? No one should have a cigarette. I never smoked a cigarette in my life. I call them cancer sticks. Okay? Are you, are, you, are you studying with a cup of coffee and a cigarette? You understand? Are you relaxing like this? Or are you sitting forward in your chair? Rav Moshe Feinstein, Rav Moshe Feinstein, she just know when he would study Torah, he would never ever, Mechila, he would never ever even lean back, so his back would touch the back of the chair. That's relaxing. Lean forward. He used to sit on a bench, or if he sat on a chair, he sat forward without leaning back when he was studying. Are you into it? You ever see you reading a document, all of a sudden, the IRS says you owe uh, $10,000 more than you thought you did? All of a sudden, what do you do? Without even thinking, you're like, what? Right? No one goes, what? <laughs> Nobody does that. Right? If you're interested, if you're excited, if so, you're energized by something, you lean into it, right? So Moshe did the same thing. Anyway, so the rabbi is saying to the guys, look, everybody's doing wonderful, but how are you learning? Are you excited? Do you have a goal for how much you want to study, how much you want to accomplish, how much you want to develop as a person? Are you thinking forward? Are you moving forward in your mind? You know, and he says, let me tell you about these four guys that I once met many years ago. And he's telling them about all these brothers. And the first one is falafel balls. Second guy, taxi driver. Third guy, carpenter. Fourth guy, wow, pilot, office, pilot officers in the, in the Air Force. Unbelievable. And he asked them, what's the difference? This was the difference. Good idea. He's talking about goals, about being excited. All of a sudden, a boy in the back of the room raises his hand. He says, Rabbi, he says, that carpenter is my father. <laughs> Sometimes a rabbi, I have to tell you. <laughs> You're like, Shemai Israel. <laughs> You're going to send me one of the boys. You can send me the pilot, son. <laughs> so he starts to like dial it back. Like, you know, he's trying to fix the story. He's trying to like, you know, maybe the guy's upset. Hey, he finishes the class as best he could. What's he going to do? Is what it is. The boy comes up to him afterwards and he's shaking. He says, what's the matter? The boy says, you know, I didn't grow up religious. You remember my father and his brothers. None of them were religious. I did not grow up religious. I started coming slowly more and more towards Judaism. And then he says, and then I decided that I need to go to a yeshiva if I want to understand anything. I want to know the Torah, the halakha. I want to start to know how to study. I have to go somewhere. He says, but I didn't know where to go. And someone told me to come to this yeshiva. And he says, and last night I came to this yeshiva. And I asked Borei Olam, I said, I don't know if this is the right place for me, if this is where I should grow, if this is where I should come, if this is going to be appropriate, if I'm going to be able to survive here, please Hashem, send me a sign that this is my place. And the very next morning, the rabbi walks into the room and starts literally describing every member of my family. And talking about the importance of setting goals, of being excited to do something, not just sitting back chilled in life but moving forward with energy towards the goals that you set for yourself I want to thank you Rabbi he says you don't know how what you've done for me how relaxed I am knowing that Hashem is with me in this journey that I'm ready to be able 
uh, to move forward to the next step. Think about the fact how many years had to go by, how the apartment should be sold not by the parents, but by the sons. By that time, the boy was already born. Baruch Hu was already arranging that the guy who's buying the apartment's brother, who's a rabbi, comes to the meeting, asks them, notices the difference in their jobs, you know, even though they came from the same house, asks them the question, gets the answer, holds on to the story, doesn't say it, remembers it on that morning, shares it for the first time in the yeshiva, and in the crowd is the son. And he says, and now I know, I need to move, I need to do, I need to achieve, I need to accomplish. Sometimes a person gets a story, and you know what? It's not... I mean, maybe it wasn't so nice to hear his father was the carpenter, and he's not, he's not the hero in that story. But one thing I can tell you for sure is that that boy did not feel alone. He did not feel abandoned. He felt like Hashem was with him. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.